Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Fantasy Sports Today. And away we go. It's Fantasy Sports Today right here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. That's F-N-T-S-Y. Dan Strafford. George Kurtz with you for the next two hours, talking all things Week 5 in the NFL. Sprinkling some uh, Major League Baseball playoff discussion as well as we go along. George, how are you this morning? I am doing well. I mean, as well as I can do. Yankee fan, so, uh, you know, could have been a better night same, for us. Same, same here. Yep. Right. yep, same here. Uh, a house divided. Uh, living in Massachusetts, my oldest uh, has claimed uh, the Yankees as her team. The middle child has claimed the Red Sox. It's going to be a rough, rough week, George. That's all I have to say. One way or another. <laughs> one way or another, yeah. it's not going to end well. You're not going to win either way. You're right. Nope. You're dead. Dead, dead in the water. Um, but it is fun to see uh, the oldest uh, stands her ground in that uh, Friday was Red Sox Day at her school. So you had almost 99% of the school all wearing Red Sox gear, and she walked in with her Yankee sweatshirt on. So I was... I was proud of her for making that choice on her own. I did not push it. I did not say she should wear it, but she decided she was going to represent the team she rooted for while everyone else was representing there. So proud of her for that. Uh, let's uh, talk week four. Sorry, week five. Uh, Thursday night, I want to get to uh, some injuries to talk about today. Some injury designations popping up on Friday, and that's always a little bit concerning. Uh, one of my favorite wide receiver plays over on DraftKings popped up on the injury report, uh, which uh, is a little disconcerting, but we'll get to there uh, as we go through game by game. We look back at Thursday night, and there are two questions that really stuck out to me. One, George, for you, are you trusting Andrew Luck? Is this a guy that has shown you enough that rest of season you're comfortable? Obviously, matchups you're going to worry here and there, depending on how good a defense is. But is this a guy that has shown you enough coming back from the injury that he is trustworthy as a starting QB on your fantasy football team? Let's say a 12-team league. Trustworthy. Uh, do I trust him the rest of the season? I mean, it's funny. You look at the the numbers the last two weeks, right? I mean, the, the numbers are great. I mean, they're absolutely great. And his numbers could have been so much better Thursday night if his, you know, if his receivers could actually, you know, catch the ball. You know, there was there eight drops in that game, at least eight that I saw, including a touchdown. So uh, it, it lets you know what his numbers could have been. Now. Like I say, you look at the numbers, 38 of 59, 365. The week before, 40 of 62, 464. All right, that's not going to continue. That, that, those are crazy numbers there. Even in today's NFL, that's 800 yards pa- uh, passing in two games, seven touchdowns. But the run game really isn't there. There's not much for them to worry about. It's the look test. When you look at him, the ball has no zip. You know, he, uh, it's, 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 there's no Christmas there. There's no gun there. There's no Brett Favre. Or John Elway. Not that he ever was that kind of arm, but... He's aiming everything, you know, and there's time for the yep. defenders to get there. So I worry about that. I worry about that over the long season. Does his arm get tired? Does the shoulder get tired? So trust, 
No, I can't say I trust him. Uh, but that being said, I think because of the team, he's going to have to throw the ball a lot. Once again, that's 121 pass attempts the past two games. That's crazy. Uh, I don't think that's going to continue that high. I don't, but I don't know how much lower it's going to get either with that team here. But my problem is over the rest, as the season wears on, Dan, you know, it, does the arm get tired? Does the shoulder get tired? And Absolutely. Those, those, those throws that aren't crisp now, they get even less crisp. Now they're picked off or knocked down. So I do have some concerns, yes, but I'll tell you, for the numbers he put up Thursday night with all those drops and really having no-name receivers there with T.Y. Hilton out, Jack Doyle out, he made Eric Ebron look good. You know, so uh, <laughs> don't you know, uh, all hope may not be lost for luck. I mean, that's sort of a, a 1B from this conversation uh, about tight ends in general, and Ebron has to be a viable play right now, right? Obviously, you have T.Y. out. Um, that causes a lot of, of uh, open uh, passes for a tight end. Then you take Jack Doyle out and you put Ebron in and he's going to be a subject uh, of targets. But he, he's he got to be played right now, right, George? It's, I, I know he disappointed many times over when he was in Detroit, but this seems like a spot where if you have Ebron or he happens to be available somehow or another on your waiver wire heading into the weekend, you got to trust him for now, right? I am so angry right now. Uh I had a choice. You sound it. You sound it, George. Uh, I was was pretty, pretty livid, actually. Had a choice going to Thursday night. Have Gronk. And Uh, had a dead spot on on my roster where I could have released, I think it was Hogan, ironically. Could have released Hogan and picked up Ebron. And I am wrestling with it all day. All day. You know, like, should I do this? Should I make this move here? Do I have the guts to sit Gronk? And I'm like, you know, maybe I'll just make him deactivate. It'll make my life easier. You know, then, of course, they don't. And I'm like, you know, Edelman's back. You know, they got Gordon now going to play more than 18 snaps. The offense may finally move here. And, it, you know, it keeps ringing in my head, don't sit your studs. Don't sit your studs. Don't sit your studs. So I don't make the move, but I thought about it all. F- I was looking really for any reason to do it. And, like, and the other, I, I couldn't pull that trigger. And I see the monster day that Ebron had up. And uh, Gronk, I think, in that league uh, had 12 points, whatever it is. Uh, so, Yeah. If I lose by less than whatever that difference is, I am not going to be very happy Monday night at all. There, well, that's them to breaks uh, as it happens. But that is a tough, tough uh, recount for week five. I, I hope you win by uh, many more points than that. But uh, it's, it's a rough one, I will admit. I want to ask you another question from that game. And I, I got into a discussion with my, my good buddy, Joe Pizapia on, on Twitter. And uh, he and I have in the past disagreed about Tom Brady. I jokingly have said that Tom Brady's a system quarterback just to get under uh, Joe's skin. Um, but in that game and this season, it does feel as though Brady has been a step slower in decision making. And I mean, by a hair, by by a you know millisecond. And it seems that he's not as sharp as we've seen before. Now, obviously, you didn't have Edelman. You've had injuries to the backfield. You've had pieces moving in and out of the wide receiver core all summer and into this, the fall. So it's not in any way me sounding alarm bells. But that pass to Josh Gordon was trumpeted by some as a quote-unquote trust pass. And if Tom Brady's trusting Josh Gordon that early, watch out AFC, watch out AFC East, watch out NFL. Here comes Tom Brady and Josh Gordon. It's a match made in heaven. It's going to be fantastic. I watched that pass over and over again, George. And it looked like a terrible decision by Brady and terrible defense by the Colts. Both cornerbacks whiffed. Uh, One of the defensive backs 
saw the ball coming in and turned his back to it. And Gordon went and got it, which is fine. And he's an athletic specimen and he's a very good wide receiver. So I get that aspect of it. Did you see that as a great play by Tom Brady, a great play by Josh Gordon? And let's go see him catch a thousand balls this season and catch for 4,000 yards. Or did you see it as this was a, a pass that got chucked up in the air and the better athlete went and got it? Uh, that play is more about the Colts defense than about Thank you. Else. Thank uh, you. He was done. He was double covered. The defenders were there. It actually was a poor choice by Brady. I would have had a problem if it was Gronk he was throwing to because he's big enough where well, I could at least knock it down. You know, so why not? But that was a poor choice by Brady. But the defenders were there. You don't throw that ball. You just don't. Not that I expect the defenders to catch the ball because, as I like to say, if defenders could catch, they'd be wide receivers. That, that uh, is most, true. Right. Most of these defensive backs can't catch the ball to save their lives. You see it over and over again, all the dropped uh, interceptions. But uh, that, like I said, that pass should have been picked over, at least knocked down. Defenders were there. Gordon went up and got it. Uh, you want to tell me the better athlete got it? Okay, I'll buy that. But the defenders played that poorly. Brady, it was a, it was a bad decision. Not that I think that's anything in, of uh, a sign of things to come. I think Brady saw him. He had to get rid of the ball, threw it deep. Worst thing that could happen, they picked it over there at the 20, so it's a punt. So, uh, you know, same difference there. So I, I don't think uh, really much of it. But I think when I, when I saw that, I'm like – how was that? How did Josh Gordon come down with that? It's not like he had right. to jump above everybody else either. He didn't. You know, he split just, through was, them. Right. It was poor. He, he, very poor. He play played it. He played it like a five-year-old splitting between their parents' legs, trying to get out the door. Like it was just. I was blown away by how bad. And and don't get me wrong. We all heard about it coming into the season. We all knew this Colts defensive secondary was awful. They were down to practice squad players and guys off the street and. We knew it was going to be a rough go, but that to me um, was not a trust ball, was not, hey, Josh, run a a go and I'm going to throw it up there and let you get it. It was a broken play where Gordon, you know, tried to get open, which is great. And he he ran to a spot in the field where Brady could see him. Uh, But I did not see it as a a good play at all. It was more lucky play where, where the end result, the box score will show you that you know, yardage of 40 plus yards and Josh Gordon TD, which is great. Uh, but overall, uh, I think that it, it was a, a, a poor decision that worked out in the right direction for the Patriots. So lots to uh, cover here for week number five. We do have uh, buys, of course, so we, we don't have the, the full slate of games. But we'll go uh, 1 p.m. and 4 p.m. If we get to the uh, Sunday night game and the Monday night game, that will be great. But uh, we do have a question from Twitter already as we have our good buddy, Steve. He's in for a teeth cleaning this morning, George. So he's not going to be able to call in later. But I guess it's better than food shopping. But uh, he's in for a teeth cleaning. He has two questions. Do I drop Clement in a 12-team PPR and pick up the Chicago defense and stash for a week? He has David Johnson, Drake, Freeman, and Hines. And the second question is, do I play Freeman over Drake this week? Well, well you play I, anybody over Drake. Yeah, that's that's true. Uh, that, that's pretty much it. That's, that's the easy one. But then you pick up Chicago. He didn't say who his defense is now. True. Yeah, you know, so so it's a little a little bit more difficult. I don't – I mean, is his defense on by? He's built. He pick up Chicago. I think, I think he's talking about stashing for a week, so I think he's going to carry two defenses this week would be I his don't idea. Like doing, I don't like doing that at all. I do not like stashing a second defense. I mean, unless your first defense is so bad, but if it is, then why not just release him? And stay with Chicago or pick up Chicago next week. Is your defense that I really need to know who his first defense is. 
to answer this question because if it's a decent defense, I'm not stashing Chicago. I'm not wasting a rock spot on two Ds. And it, but if it's a, a so-so defense, let's say, for giggles, let's say it's the Chargers. A defense that was hot coming into the season but hasn't played well. But you need them this week because, hey, Chicago's on by. You're releasing a dead spot in your roster here. I can live with that. That I can live with. Uh, but uh, or do I want to play the, the street? Uh, it's not even a streaking thing. Uh, pick the best defense each week, and you only have five rot spots on one to DST? I don't want to do that. No, I don't want to keep two good defenses. Chicago should be rostered. TCD's a 12-team league. They're absolutely a top 12 fantasy defense or uh, defense special teams. So they absolutely should be rostered. But I still, I don't want to keep two. But Steve, I know you, uh, you got that, uh, that little water pressure thing, which I hate going on right now. But, uh, and, you know, they, they put that thing in your mouth, too, that, oh, that sucks everything up. I hate that thing, oh. too. <laughs> God, I hate that. And I got mine Thursday, by the way, when I, I, think, I think Steve sent us a... Uh, one of his tweets about the teeth cleaning earlier in the week, he reminded me that I have mine later this week. Thanks, Steve. I appreciate that. Uh, so I'm not looking forward to this at all. But, uh, Steve, tweet in. Who, who's your current defense? Uh, I just I just don't go to the dentist. That's how I stay away from all that stuff. It's it's much easier that way. Um, until way all my teeth fall out. Problem. Yeah, exactly. Just avoid it. That's 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 it. You know, George. If you just avoid your problems, they go away. It's really that simple. It's really that simple. Uh, let's continue on here. Uh, I do want to get into the one pm's? Uh, I do have a poll out as well that uh, hopefully will inform a little bit of our uh, daily fantasy. Uh, discussion in the second hour, which is who's your favorite uh, running back on DraftKings? Use DraftKings pricing uh, and went through uh, sort of three different price tiers. Uh, we have Melvin Gordon, James Conner, David Johnson, Aaron Jones. Now, those may not be the four most popular. Those may not be the the four you have at the top of your board when you're doing roster construction. Those are just four that I thought were in good spots or or had good price tags right now. So, one to get a, a pulse of the audience on who they thought. Would be uh, one of the uh, one of their top running backs out of those four. I also did. I don't know if you saw George uh, Evan Silva ran a poll two weeks in a row. Who would you rather have, Mitch Trubisky or Josh Allen? And the first week was just after Josh Allen uh, had beaten what was it Minnesota or whomever he or he had uh, the second yeah, week Minnesota. where he had a good week again. Um, and so it was sixty seven percent to thirty three percent in favor of Josh Allen. Then it came after Mitch Trubisky last week went out and threw six touchdowns and it was 68% for Mitch Trubisky and 32% for Josh Allen. And it was up to like 30,000 votes. And so it's, it's not a small sample and it shows the ever waning, you know, ebb and flow of fantasy fandom where what have you done for me lately? What have you done, you know, in the past 24 hours to help my lineup get passed? Or what have you done for me to try to trade for you? And George eloquently last week talked about trading and talked about getting out there and, and how early to trade and how to go about trading. It really is crazy to see there are a lot of impressionable fantasy owners out there. And there are a lot of people who will roll with the tide and roll with the flow as as week over week comes through so if you're not trading yet pay attention and pay attention to the guy who has that one big week do your homework and start uh moving some bodies around on that roster you, you probably have some league mates who will be more than happy to trade with you so i thought that was very interesting to see and uh mitch trubisky beating uh, did he end up beating Goff? he did right points wise i think he just eked by him for for the week it's kind of crazy of all the people yeah, well, you made the point. Obviously, once it got to the field, that's, you know, odds are uh, much better than the one-to-one bets that we were talking about with the original poll last week. But you said on Twitter, and I agree with you, of all the people, 
for it to be Mitch Trubisky was was not what we expected. No, I'm not surprised. The reason I, I picked the field, of course, percentages, we're just assuming that someone's going to come in there. But for it to be Mitch Trubisky, I mean, does this – I mean, which way are we going here? Does this tell you that Trubisky's going to be really good or that the Tampa Bay Buccaneers secondary is really, really bad? You know, I mean, they, they're ter- – that. Those guys are wide open for Trubisky to hit there. I mean, that that was ugly. That was ugly. Uh, and it, uh, it's funny when you talk about trades with Trubisky, he was becoming a polarizing figure in my home league because I had traded for him the week before and I had to start him because it's two-quarterback league. So, ah, uh, well. And the person who traded him to me, good tune, by the way, uh, the person who traded him to me uh, caught some grief, you might say. Yeah, just just a bit. Uh, we're going to descend further into the ring of fire. That is week number five in the NFL coming up after this break. You're listening to Dan and George here on the Fantasy Sports. Fantasy Sports Day on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Get at us at FNTSY Radio on Twitter. From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your DailyRoto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. It's great that uh, growing up you had uh, Ice Ice Baby obviously out there and I remember my brother and I sitting in the car, George, and this came on and we both started the, the rap and my mother yelled at us that we should never dare besmirch the name of Freddie Mercury by rapping over the song. Uh, and I've become a big Queen fan since then. Under pressure. We are under pressure here to talk about NFL Week 5. But are you a Queen fan there, George? Oh, I'm a Monster Queen fan, yes. Yeah, so I grew up with Freddie Mercury. Uh, I think he's one of the best singers of all time, if not the best. Absolutely. I think, he, I think he was that good with what he could do. Matter of fact, uh, for some of our people, uh, my, my phone ring that when pe- certain people call me on this uh, station is Radio Gaga. Nice. Nice. Yeah, I, I've introduced Queen to my kids because I just think what they were able to do was amazing. And looking forward to the biopic that's coming out. Uh, I, I will be uh, seeing that in the theater, I hope. I, I'm a, I've become an even bigger Queen fan as the years have gone. It's just amazing, amazing music. But nonetheless, uh, let's talk week, wa- uh, week one. Let's talk 1 p.m.'s week five. Week uh, we'll four, week to- one, five. Yeah, I'm all week. over the map. I need to sleep. That's what I need to do. Uh, but anyway, and we'll talk about baseball later because I'm pissed off at Chris Sale. I, I, I'm not a fan of that man. But anyway, uh, we'll talk Denver and New well, York there's Jets There's a because I want to know why. I just, he's one of those pitchers that I've never liked in Major League Baseball. I don't know why. And now that he's on the Red Sox, I despise him, obviously, as a Yankee fan. But I just don't know what it is. His pitch pitching last night was amazing. And he just went to the slider so much that I was so frustrated by it. Like, just watching, if, if you scout him, obviously the slider's his strikeout pitch, but he went to the slider early and often and just seemed to be toying with the Yankees. Just toying with them, and it pissed me off beyond belief. But good on him. He pitched a great game, but it was just a very frustrating evening. I assume you, you saw the same. <laughs> I saw the same. Now, I ask this of everybody that I work with here. Everybody. And I don't sure. think I've asked you yet, so I'll, I'll ask you now. Since 
working in this business, are you the same fan you used to be? I am the same baseball fan. Uh, all other sports, I'm not. You see, now, I'm, a, I'm a baseball, football, hockey fan. I'm a Yankee fan. I'm a Cowboy fan and, and an Islander fan. So it sucks for me. Uh, <laughs> <but I'm> not, <laughs> and I still, I still watch all the games. I mean, honestly, I, I may have missed one Yankee game this year, and I don't even think I missed one. I watch all the Cowboy games. I got, got the package. I watch all the Islander games because I'm a glutton for punishment. So uh, I'm, I still root for the team, but the, game, the losses don't bother me. They don't. Yep. I mean, yeah, he's lost last night. Okay, yeah, lost. Yeah. I don't play for the team. You know, and I'm not losing anything. They lost the game. You know, they they might lose the series. Okay, I'll live. You know, they, they, their season ends on Thursday or Tuesday, whatever it might end. Okay, life goes on. Got got the kids. Got to go to work. Got to write a column. You know, Scott Angle's going to yell at me. You know that that sort of <laughs> thing. I um, the losses don't they, they don't. they used to bother me a lot. Football used to be a killer loss. You know, the Cowboys lost on Sunday. That was six seven days now. You had to wait before you could possibly get a win, and you get that taste in your mouth. You know, it just sucks. Especially if it's a close loss where you start uh, agonizing over one play. Oh, if you would have made this block, you would have caught that ball, would have seen that open receiver, that stupid ref didn't throw that flag. You know, the, all that sort of stuff. But I just, uh, yeah, I still root for the team. I still f- feel it. But I've, uh, once the, I guess once the game's over, the game's over. No, you know, I, I, I think I, that. I just, I just move on. Yeah, I, I think I'm closer to that than I would say I was obviously in my early 20s watching the Yankees in, in the early you know 2000s, when, especially 2004. That loss to the Red Sox stuck with me for way too long to admit as an adult. But um, I think playing one fantasy sports and being an analyst and having to care about all teams, not just the team I root for, uh, has dampened that a bit. But baseball still sort of cuts deep. And I'll be honest, it's funny, probably more so than anything, George, is me living where I live now. So being a Yankee, Jets, Rangers, Knicks fan living outside of Boston ain't easy. And so it's almost made me go back on my heels a little bit and dig in on the fandom all that much more um, because of the the vitriol uh, in these parts for those teams. Uh, even teams like the Red Sox have been much better than the Yankees over the past 15 years. The the Pats obviously have far outdistanced the Jets. The The Celtics are a better team than the Knicks. And and the Bruins have, have won the Cup and, and been better than the Rangers over the past 15 years. But there's still this chip on the shoulder here about New York teams. So... I would say, though, I think you're right. I think that the losses hurt less. Maybe that's getting old. You know, we are getting old, both of us. Um, but uh, I think it is also working in this industry and, and getting used to uh, having to cover everything, not just the team that you care about. I think it's the industry more than anything else. I don't think it's getting old. I still love the games. That's all I do is watch games. All I do. You know, so I still love to watch teams. I think I appreciate the athletes. No matter what team you're on, I appreciate yeah, what sure. they can do, the entertainment they can do. I think it's also fantasy. Because let's face it, I have Red Sox on my teams. Sure. You know, I yeah. need Mookie Betts to get a couple of hits. I'm, so I'm playing in playoff leagues. You know, and I still need Mookie Betts to, uh, to get a couple of hits. I need Chris Sale to pitch well. I've got him on a league or two. You know, this goes on and on and on where, uh, you know, once again, yes, I want the Yankees to win, but they're not paying my bills. You know, so if I'm playing daily fantasy, I want the players I pick to win more than anything else. Yeah, and it also comes to working in this business with all the uh, the advice, you know, the questions. I, I probably answer a thousand questions a week on all the platforms. I probably root for those questions to be right more than my fantasy oh, sure. to be right. Because you're helping sure. other people. You know, you don't want to uh, you want them to believe you know what you're talking about, and you give me good advice. Right, especially for the people who are uh, loyal to you. So you want to give the you know, your best shot there. And I, I actually root for that. That my uh, my answers are correct, probably more than anything. Not that I remember them all. Of course, you don't. 
You know, I can't remember a question I answered 10 minutes ago. And that's when, when people, uh, you know, you find you on a platform, you ask a question, that 10 minutes ago, and you ask another question, but you didn't repeat the, your roster. I'm like, I don't remember, buddy. You know, it's, uh, I get lots of questions here, and I don't, I think I train myself not to remember because there was my, my I think my head might explode like scanners. But, uh, yeah, I'm, um, listen, I still love the games, and I'm definitely not the, uh, you know, I don't keep a loss at all. Once, once it's over, it's over, game's over, next, you know, uh, there's always another game. I will admit, my my youngest woke up. Uh, she's 15 months and, and struggles with sleep. And uh, she woke up during the game, and uh, I did not. I kept it on for a little while, and then I I will admit I did maybe watch some Sesame Street while the game was on because I knew they were losing, and I was okay with walking away from it. I I will admit it as a fan and as a as a sports analyst, I did watch some Elmo from uh, about 10:30 on last night. But I hate the here we freak. are. Oh, so, I mean, it's at a point now he is so ubiquitous in our hat, like he's everywhere, that it's just, he's better than Caillou. Caillou was the worst manifestation of a ch- children's show ever. I don't know if you ever saw it. It is the worst thing ever. He all, all he does is whine. Oh, bless your soul then. You were never, you were never infected by that Canadian little boy. Um, anyway. Well, only Canadian I want to be infected by is hockey. All right. Uh, no, I thought you were going to. Not Brian Adams? Come on, man. Come on. I'm a Brian Adams guy. I'm a Brian. Cuss like a knife. I got it. Good exactly. song. Elmo, though. I, I tell you, man, it was a uh, uh, football Sundays are crazy at my house. You know, I, I, sure. have, I have three three TVs. I'm watching football from 9 a.m. on. Uh, and uh, back when my oldest daughter, Dakota Rose, was uh, younger, probably one, two years old. You know, um, everybody knows you. Uh, they had their. I, I keep my kids on routines. When in other words, one, you know, they were going to take a nap at like two o'clock. Now, mm-hmm. right, and I turned it right, right, pretty much during halftime of the one o'clock games. Put my daughter down for a nap, so I'd be back before the uh, game started again. And uh, like most kids, they have a favorite teddy bear or a doll or whatever they have to sleep with that makes them whatever happy, safe. Blah, 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 blah. Hers was Elmo, this little you know six inch, ten inch Elmo thing, and I always had to find it. You know, and you Lord, this thing's not huge, so it, it could be anywhere. And I uh, one time during the football Sunday, she's got the smirk on her face, like she's laying. It's an evil little look, and I'm like, oh, that's weird. Uh-huh. And I, I, I can't find Elmo. I, I mean, I am tearing the house apart looking for Elmo, and I'm like, and I knew it. I'm like, she hit it. This little little yep. Boom, she hit it, and she because she knows it's driving me crazy now. She knows. Literally, she's like one year old. One year old. He's doing this to me. Why? Why would you do this to dad? You know. Finally, I found it. It was like stuffed in an ice cream truck, a toy ice cream truck. She had it underneath it, and like you little bitch. I I hate Elmo. That's that's my story there on Elmo. I cannot stand Elmo. I like my daughter. Don't like Elmo. <laughs> well, that's good to hear. Um, he has not gotten to that level yet in our house, uh, but it's it's bad. It's everywhere. Let's uh, let's get into week uh, number five. I got that right there. Week number five of the NFL season. We talked about Thursday night. We're going to talk Denver Broncos and uh, my uh, favorite team, the New York Jets. Jets sit at one and three. Denver is two and two on the year. We'll take a look at uh, some Vegas lines. Looks like it opened with a... Minus two and a half of the Jets at home now looks like almost a pick 'em, or even shifting uh, to the Broncos being minus one. Jets implied total has dropped from 22.5 to 20.75. So maybe indicative of where the money was coming in there and what uh, Vegas thinks over time the Jets offense will do against Denver here and what Denver's offense will do. This is an interesting backfield for Denver at this point, obviously with Lindsey and Freeman. 
throw in uh, Booker as well, getting some some carries. And then you have the the wide receivers of Manny Sanders getting a ton of targets. I know he hasn't gotten a red zone target as of yet, but uh, has done a good job of, of sort of resurrecting his uh, career this season after a down one last year with some bad quarterback play. Uh, how do you see this one breaking down? It seems like one that may not bear a lot of fantasy fruit, but uh, should have at least one or two pieces uh, that people are using in 12 team twelve team. 12 team league sorry uh what do you got here what's how's this one shake out for you uh, this is a i don't think this is an easy one because i think denver's the better team but they short week played monday night brutal loss i mean uh how are they going to handle going cross country now you know they play this early game we say that i know they're not california but they're you know, close enough there but it's going to affect them uh I know Denver's still unhappy about the, uh, the the blown play clock situation. Yes, ref missed the call. Shocking. You know, more games are turned by referees than anything else, by the way. We see this over and over again. Uh, so they're upset about that. And Case Keenum has to be upset because he missed a wide open Demarius Thomas. What would have been the win there? Mm-hmm. I mean, that, that, that pass can't be missed. It can't be. That, that's a high school pass. The guy's wide open. It's not, it's not that far down the field that he missed him. So that's uh, bad. So, I mean... I think the first thing I'm learning about here is, and I've said, I've said this so many times on these shows, you're finding out real quickly why Minnesota made no effort to keep Case Keenum. He's just not mm-hmm. very good. You know, he's an, I don't even know if he's average. You want to say he's an average enough quarterback, fine. Give him average. But uh, it, there's no upside here. You know, he played very well last season, had a sort of career year, and he is what he is. He's not someone I ever really want to start. Fancy unless I'm desperate, and unfortunately for me, in a couple of leagues with two quarterback leagues, I do have to start him. Let you know how bad those teams are. Uh, I, I like the oh – man, it's so, so tough to say. I, I still like the Broncos in the game, and I was the one I actually put money down. When I saw that spread when it re- originally came out at two and a half, I put money on Denver. I like that. I think Denver's the better team here. I think that defense is going to be angry and get after Sam Donalds, who hasn't really played all that well. Not poorly, but not all that well since week one. You know, see, once again, teams are caught up to him. He's got to make adjustments here. Uh, I think they'll slow down Quincy and Noonwa enough, who's really their only main threat. They don't use Robbie Anderson all that much. It's cool right. Quincy and Noonwa for Donald. He, it's his best friend forever. The run game is solid, although, once again, we see this every year with the Jets. They sort of forget they have Bilal Powell. Seriously? He's their, really their, right? He's their biggest threat. Use the man. But they don't. So I think Denver will score just enough. I think, I think it's more of a defense. They'll keep the Jets in check. Where Denver, the offense will score just enough to win the game. I think it will be a field goal game, 20 to 17, 24 21, somewhere around there. But I like the Broncos. Yep. Uh, I think this is a, a Brandon McManus game, right? I think it's where that's going to really be what it comes down to. Uh, the new uh, MetLife Stadium, not nearly the swirling winds that you used to see at. Uh, Giant Stadium back in the day, so I think it'll be a field goal game as well. think the Broncos are the team to bet on here, too, at minus one, even on the road. Uh, it, I just don't see the Jets pulling this off. I think the Broncos just have enough to, to push past them and uh, make uh, that a pretty easy pick them to, to an extent uh, as we start off the day here looking at the 1 p.m.s. Miami and Cincinnati up next, and it's funny. Uh, all offseason, right, we heard about uh, Kenyon Drake, getting 25-plus touches. He's going to get touches, Adam Gaze, over and over again. He's going to get touches. He's going to... George, he's not, he's not getting those touches. It's, it's not happening. So, Coach Speak, yet again, leads uh, fantasy owners astray. On the other side, Joe Mixon back. Gio Bernard out two to four weeks. I love Joe Mixon this week, and uh, that, that's somebody that I didn't put in that poll, but somebody is in my uh, player pool heading into week number five for DFS. 
Outside of that, I'm not on a ton of uh, guys here. I guess AJ Green and, and Dalton could be in the discussion uh, from a season long. Obviously, what, what do you? How does this one break down for you? Do you see Cincinnati as a clear favorite, or do you think Miami has some fight in them at three and one? I think Miami sucks. I think I said yeah, this all year long. I think they, I think they've done it with mirrors the first couple of games. I think, well, you know, week one they had all those what was it seven hour game. That's not even an exaggeration. I think it was about a seven hour game with all the delays here. I think that played to their advantage. Then you played Oakland and they choked. Uh, so they, I think they've had a couple of uh, th- uh, things go their way. That being said, they're probably going to win six, seven games. They play with Jets twice. You play Buffalo twice. You know, things are going to go your way. Uh, some games here, but I don't think they're a very good team. I don't own. I don't have Drake anywhere, and I didn't have him going in. I mean, anywhere. No best ball leagues. Nothing. I just didn't like the guy. But I'm surprised that Miami's given him no chance this year. They, they haven't given him a shot this season. I mean, that's, this is not why I, I didn't draft him because I, I thought Miami would play him, but I didn't think he was all that good for where he was being drafted. Miami just hasn't given him a shot from, from day one. It's weird. So I don't know if he, if he did he piss somebody off when they feel like they couldn't play him. You know, they make somebody angry. I know they signed Frank Gore, and I figured, okay, he'll be more than a caddy, but he won't take over the job. Well, he, he's taking over the job. Uh, I don't know what's going on here with Drake. Uh, I think this will change eventually. They have to give Drake a shot eventually. They do. I don't think it'll be this week. Uh, I don't. I think Cincinnati's the, the clear better team here. And if you look at their schedule, I mean, if you, certainly if you're in a two-quarterback league, you want Dalton. But even in a one-quarterback league, if you have somebody who's not playing well right now, let's say Russell Wilson, Dalton starting over him. I mean, it, it's it's not even really remotely close. His passing schedule is just fantastic. We saw what he did against uh, the Falcons last week. Miami, Pittsburgh, Kansas City, Tampa Bay, New Orleans. That's his next five games. I mean, you're getting pretty much the five worst secondaries in the NFL. Or ones that are playing the, uh, pretty poorly right now. So uh, Andy Dalton is a must start for me the next uh, month plus. Yep. Yeah, I think you're spot on there, and it's uh, he's he's fine. He's good. He's a good NFL quarterback. He has weapons there. Um, I am going to have a lot of Joe Mixon this week in DFX, DFS. I think this Miami defense is uh, as bad as advertised. You have a 27.75 implied total for the, the Bengals. They're minus six uh, favorites. Looks like a 48.5 over under. Opened at 50, dropped to 48.5, depending on uh, what book you're looking at. But uh, this is a game I think the Bengals route. Uh, I think this is one where they're, they're all their offensive weapons uh, have an opportunity uh, to get it done. And uh, I will say, with Eifert on the shelf, Rutgers' own Tyler Croft may get some action here at tight end. So uh, for all you Rutgers alums that listen, there's probably zero of you. But I think it actually um, might be Azuma who's the better play here. Uh, all right, I can see that. And then my he uh, my he outsnapped twenty seven to four last week. It seems like they trust Azuma more than Croft, even though most of us right. originally assumed it was Croft. I'd, I'd be careful here uh, with either one of them. But uh, the snap is telling a different yeah. story. Yeah, I agree with that. I do think, though, this is sort of a, a blitz, blitzkrieg from the Bengals. I think they put up a, a ton of points here. We have lots of games to get to here uh, on Fantasy Sports. Today, we will break down all of the 1 p.m.s and the 4 p.m.s. We'll get to that poll question and update that uh, during the last segment. And, of course, we'll have more here on Fantasy Sports Day. Dan Trapper, George Kurtz, coming back after this.
Like a great pass rusher, the Roto Experts will help you sack your fantasy football competition. When you register for their exclusive Edge Fantasy Package, you get a cheat sheet generator plus a player database with sortable projections and rankings from the best in the business. And you can join the fantasy conversation in the 24-7 Slack chat channel. Visit rotoexperts.com to register for the exclusive Edge Fantasy Package and enter the promo code FNTSY and you get a 10% discount. That's the rotoexperts.com exclusive Edge Fantasy Football Package promo code FNTSY. Fantasy Factor is the only DFS site with exclusively single-entry contests. It's a fun and recreational place to play with smaller leagues and flatter prize pools. They have great free promos like Survivor, Super Bowl Squares, and March Madness Bracket Contests. Are you out of your Survivor pool already? Fantasy Factor's second chance Survivor Contest is now registering, so sign up today. Go to FantasyFactor.com. That's FantasyFactor.com. We move on to Atlanta and Pittsburgh. George, I know this is one many are targeting from a DFS perspective as one of the highest over-unders of the weekend. We have two defenses that have not really shown any want to stop anybody. Uh, and you have, uh, obviously, very good offensive pieces between uh, Antonio Brown and Julio Jones. Go steps further, Juju Smith-Schuster. And you have Ridley now. You have Devonta Freeman back. Ben and Matt Ryan, obviously, uh, going to be heavily owned. The over-under has, in fact, jumped from 56.5 to 58 from the book I'm looking at right now, you have uh, implied totals of 26.5 to 27.5 for Atlanta, 30 to 30.5 for Pittsburgh. Uh, Pittsburgh minus three currently as it currently sits. This is going to be a fun game. Uh, you know, obviously could disappoint. We, we could see defenses step up or offensive sputter. Uh, maybe we see Julio Jones get into the end zone. I don't want to get crazy here, George. But it could happen this week. Uh, looks like a fun game. Looks like one where you're going to have a lot of your fantasy rosters targeted if you have them. Uh, what do you got here? Is this the shootout we're expecting, or do you think this one disappoints? I mean, you know, I guess if I was going to nickname this game be Cha-Ching, right? I mean, come on. Uh, the over-under is 58. I assume that comes in. Uh, 30, it was 37-36 last week for the uh, Falcons, right? Well, anything different this week? Steelers can't stop anybody. That defense is deplorable. Uh, yeah, no, I think everybody eats here. This is one of those games where I like to say, if you have a Pittsburgh Steeler or Atlanta Falcon on your team and you're not starting them, why is that player on your team? You know, and I, I say that seriously. You have to think, why is that player on your team? Do you have that good of depth? Okay. That make, maybe that's why you're not starting somebody. But if you have James Washington on your team and you can't start him here, uh, you might want to think about finding somebody you can. You know, you might be able to do a little better here then. Uh, I don't see any reason why you're not starting any of these guys. You're starting Ben. You're starting Ryan. Uh, obviously, Connor, who I know has been disappointing, by the way. And they did make a statement this week. They're going to uh, – Oh, yeah, he had like 25 carries week one or 32. I think he had 32, 32 touches week one, 33 cents. So they're going to try and get him more uh, more involved in the offense again. Uh, McDonald, I'm probably starting him at tight end, even though I, I worry about Jesse James. You're starting the wide receivers, uh, Smith-Schuster, Brown, Jones. Uh, Sanu starts with me here. Ridley starts with me here. Devonta Freeman's back. He's starting. Tevin Coleman, still a good flex play. Uh, like I said, everybody goes here. They all go. Yeah, I think it's pretty much as simple as that. <laughs> that you're you're starting pretty much all offensive weapons from this game as you look at it. Pretty straightforward, and I, I will have a ton of different combinations here for DFS as well. Um, obviously, this is going to be very high owned. It's not hard for 
any you know Joe Q public to to look at a line and say and, and look at results from the past four weeks and and have this as their most heavily owned stack. Uh, maybe you get a little bit uh, cute with it. You go Ryan and Sanu. You go Smith Schuster and Ben rather than Antonio Brown. Get a little bit reduced ownership. And then fill in some pieces around it from the same game and hope for the 58 points. If you're getting this over under uh, from a DFS perspective, you should have uh, pieces to at least make you competitive. And then you get a contrarian with those other spots with where you go with your defense, where you go with your tight end, uh, and hopefully get uh, some big plays there as well. Uh, George nailed it. If, if, if you have guys on your roster from this game and you're not playing them this week outside of you know, 16 league, um, you're you're doing it wrong and probably something that uh, should really make you question how you, you've constructed your roster and how you're playing the game. Uh, as we continue on, and we'll probably double back to this one when we do talk DFS uh, later on. Don't forget, we do have a poll as well up uh, for running backs that I just thought were in uh, pretty good spots this week. Wondering what uh, all your thoughts were as we look at... Uh, the pricing on DraftKings, you have Melvin Gordon, James Conner, who we just talked about, David Johnson, Aaron Jones from the Green Bay Packers. We have 40 votes in thus far. Uh, once we hit uh, the top of the hour, we will reveal those poll results. Let's uh, And we'll open up the phone lines in the second segment of uh, the second hour, and that's 844-843-6879, 844-843-6879. For anyone with questions, uh, you can call us there or tweet at us at FNTSY Radio. We continue on here, breaking down game by game, week number five of the NFL season. Giants and Carolina. Does the squeaky wheel get the oil, George? Does Odell Beckham Jr. get his passes beyond 20 yards? Does he get a breakout game here for 2018? Or is the walking corpse of Eli Manning not capable of throwing the ball 20 yards downfield? (laughs) Ah, the walking corpse. Uh, Makes me laugh every time you say that. Uh, There's some problems here. I mean, the Giants, this is, listen, I don't want to say it's a must-win game in week five, but uh, they're one and three. You lose here, you're 1-4, you have a short week, and then you play Philadelphia. Then you go to Atlanta, and you have Washington. You know, none of these games are uh, anywhere near must-wins for the Giants. And you're, coming, you're playing against Carolina teams coming off a bye. They haven't lost at home since somewhere early last season, I believe. Not going to be an easy game for the Giants. So I don't see this being the game where they fix what ails them as far as getting Odell Beckham several deep uh, passes here, several deep uh, shot, big plays. I think they'll try, but I don't think it's going to be the week it connects here. Uh, I mean, Beckham's fine. I mean, I'm trying to trade for him in a league. You know, so I, I have faith that uh, he'll turn it around here. I don't, I don't think he's playing badly. I think it is on Eli. I think that rush is getting to him again, and he's seeing it again. I think it's what we see over and over again from Eli. Uh, at this point in his career, he sees the rush. He feels the rush. He doesn't want to get hit anymore. And I think it's almost kind of normal for a quarterback of his age who's been hit so many times, especially over the past couple of years. They see it. They feel it. They don't want it. That sort of thing where, you know, when you're younger, you're more bravado that you, you can uh, handle anything. So I think it's an issue here. Uh, don't get me wrong. I said I, I said I would trade for Beckham. I'm not all that worried about him. They'll figure it out. He's still a dynamic player. Those big plays are going to come eventually. The schedule does get easier. It's just it's not there yet. I think that's what the the issue is here. Although Beckham still goes for me here, even though I don't think it's a huge game here. Shepard depends on what, what your roster is about. Eli only in two quarterback leagues, and even then I don't like him. And obviously Barkley goes. I think for Carolina, you know, we saw Janoris Jenkins. Pretty much, uh, I'm not going to say he shut him down, but he certainly slowed him down big time Michael Thomas last week. I wonder if Jenkins follows Devin Funchess around. and Because uh, uh, I think he could shut out Funchess. That wouldn't shock me. But I don't know if he'll travel. 
So that, I'm curious about that. But I don't like Funches this week. I just don't. I think he's going to be very much touchdown dependent. If he gets in the end zone, he'll have a fantasy day. If he doesn't, you're not going to like the numbers. It'll be 3 for 28, something like that. So I'm worried about Funches this week. I think I'm there with you. What do you make of this implied total for the Giants? It's at 18.5. And that would usually push me towards thinking of Carolina as a defense for season long and a defense for daily fantasy. Do you think that's too low for the Giants this week? Or is that, you know, about what we should expect, even if you do think Odell gets his to a certain extent? I think it's about right. You know, once again, I always uh, first thing I do when I, when I look at a game is I always have a score in my head. And a score in my head here is about 21-17, 24-20, somewhere around there yep. in Carolina's favor. I think Carolina wins the game at home. I said they never lose. Coming up, coming up a bye, I think, is huge. You know, they're fresh. Greg Olson won't play, even though he did practice somewhat this week. Maybe you get him back next week. So I think it's, it's that, uh, that kind of game here. Uh, listen, a big play could swing it one way or the other. And if this was in Giants Stadium, or whatever they call that stadium now, MetLife, I would probably pick the Giants to win. I think it is that kind of game where the home field does swing it one way or the other here. Uh... I don't think it's going to be a lot of fantasy goodness in this game. We, I don't think anybody's going to have a big fan. I don't, think, I don't think there's any one player in this game who's going to determine fantasy weeks. Oh, my God, this player had 40 points. I don't see that at all. So I'm not really all that worried about it. But uh, I, I have the Panthers. They're the ones I want. But there's, other than Christian McCaffrey and Cam, of course, week in, week out, there's nobody I want on Carolina starting for me. Beckham, Barkley are must-starts on the Giants. It's, it's that kind of game. Where your stars go, your complimentary players, those are the ones I'm, I can probably – go away from and find somebody better. It does look like uh, Evan Ingram is out again with uh, an injury. So you could make uh, a Sterling Shepard, you know, discussion happen here. Maybe uh, if you're on a a shorter roster uh, or, you know, injuries, buys, whatever it may be at your wide receiver core that, you know, Shepard's at least going to get some targets in that part of the offensive set because Ingram's not there to take up that space. But uh, I agree with George here for the most part. I do think Carolina will be a defense that, depending on roster construction from a daily fantasy perspective, that I look at at least to to maybe have a, a, a floor, trying to establish a floor where they're not giving up a ton of points. There's some upside for potential turnovers. Um not really looking for a home run from them here, just not to hurt me uh, when it comes to point value that I can gain from them. Let's uh, move on to our next contest, Jacksonville and Kansas City. You know, what Blake Bortles shows up here? Uh, this is obviously a Kansas City defense that doesn't really do much. Um, they, they like to they like to watch uh, both their own offense and the other team's offense score points, uh, but I'm not really sure what they're doing to stop anybody. You look at Football Outsiders, DVOA is uh, Kansas City ranks 31st overall out of 32 teams. Tampa Bay is below them, 30th in pass rank, 32nd in rush rank. Obviously, when you have Pat Mahomes and what the offense is doing, it's kind of easy to gloss over that, but I... I see this as another high-scoring game where Mahomes has to do a little bit more than he should to to win it. Uh, Current over-under 49, well off the uh, pace of the Atlanta-Pittsburgh game, but still a pretty high total here. Is this a Bortles week for you going up against this bad Kansas City defense? I'll tell you, I can't wait to see this game. I can't wait to watch, especially at the Tyreek Hill and uh, and Rams, Jalen Ramsey going back and forth at each other uh, with a, you know, a smash talk. Uh, I can't wait. Just can't wait. I'm going to be bar- Bart's, uh, Bart's uh, Scott here. Can't wait. Can't wait to see this game, see these guys go at each other. This is an interesting game. Uh, it'll be Pat Mahomes' first true test against a good defense. 
right? I mean, Denver's good. Uh, I guess, okay, great defense. We'll see what happens here. Uh, I'm curious to see how they play it. Are they going to still play uh, you know, wide-open football here, throw the ball over the field? How is Sammy Watkins going to play? Is he going to be anywhere near full strength if he does play? You know, how is that going to work there? So I'm curious about this game. And you said about Bortles. Threw for 388 yards last week, quietly. You know, we didn't even mention it, but 388 against the Jets had no problems. Once again, this may say more about the Jets. For a second week, and the week before it was against Mayfield, they let throw up, go up and down the field in the second half, and now Bortles. So, if they do it to Keenum again, by the way, I'm done with the Jets. But uh, as for this week, I mean, I can't put Bortles in my top 10. I can't do it. But I did the question, which I've gotten several times Would you start Bortles over? It's, it's always the same quarterback, Russell Wilson. Can you start Bortles over Russell Wilson? And yeah, I can. And once they get the matches, just tell me, I. I yeah, I'll take my chance here. Russell Wilson has done very little so far. Fantasy. He doesn't have uh, very many weapons around him in the past game. I think it's finally caught up to him. He's not running. I think that's really the key. It's fantasy-wise with Russell Wilson is he's not running. So you're not getting those 40 to 60 yards rushing. You know, four to six point fantasy points were okay. You know, the floor is oh, the floor is high. I'll be all right. One, two touchdown passes. He'll have a great day. He's not running. So you're not getting that. So, yeah, I can stop Bortles over him in this game. The matchup is too good. I do expect the Jaguars to try – and keep the Chiefs' offense in check with, with the run game. Have T.J. Yeldon run it. But I don't know how successful that's going to be without Fournette being there. So I think they'll have to throw it. They'll have some success there. And I know the next question is going to be, what receiver? Westbrook, Cole, yep. Moncrief. I mean, good luck. All of the above. It seems to be a, <laughs> right, all of the above? Or is it one big guy again? Every week it seems to be a different player. And that's annoying. Because it's hard to guess which one's going to be that week. Uh, I still think Cole is the best receiver of the bunch. But if I had to choose a guy who I'm starting, and I had all three, and it can only start one, I'm going to go Westbrook this week. All right. Now, and I, I think in the, the analysis is spot on there. You go Westbrook, Cole. Like it, it's sort of picking your poison and, and hoping for the best. I think this is going to be – so one of the big things in, in – one gambling, but also in DFS is you're trying to find the game that more people are off that you think is going to go over and is going to have more offense, obviously from an offensive perspective, from a defensive perspective, you find a game that you think the over-under is too high, the implied total is too high, there are turnovers that can happen. This is the game that I think people will be on. I'm not breaking any news here, but it does feel like with Pittsburgh-Atlanta with such a high total, this game could potentially go under the radar a bit, and a Bortles plus whatever wide receiver is the main guy could lead to a lot of leverage, a lot of uh, potential to, to have a lineup that is different than the pieces of Ryan plus Julio or Ben plus AB or, or uh, Smith-Schuster. So I, this game, I'm, I'm intrigued by as well. It'll be a fun one. Um, I think that I think it's going to be one you want to own and one you want to be on. So uh, check it out. Make sure you're, you're doing the research and finding out who, who, who's your favorite. And I, I think the Fournette injury is the, the key piece here, too, that it's just going to continue to be Bortles and crew having to figure it out and keep pace here. Uh, I, I do think that Jaguars are a good defense, but this air raid from Kansas City is getting it done by just spreading the ball around and getting everybody involved, except for Kareem Hunt, but <laughs> that's fine. Uh, we can talk about that at a later date. Let's get one more game in here before the top of the hour. Green Bay and Detroit. I mentioned earlier one of my favorite uh, DraftKings wide receivers this weekend was actually Marvin Jones, and he popped up on the injury report uh, with an ankle injury on Friday, which is very disconcerting uh, that uh, late in the week addition to the injury report usually means that an injury happened during practice, and uh, he will need to be reevaluated today at some point. 
This is another fun game for me, though, George. I, I think Detroit and Stafford is a more than viable DFS quarterback. I think that he has tons of upside against this Green Bay defense, especially at home. And I think he's going to be lower owned by comparison uh, when it comes to the top end quarterbacks uh, on this slate. Green Bay on the other side, obviously Rodgers still uh, hampered by the knee injury. Uh, you have the entire wide receiver core there banged up. Why do you see this one working out? Two minutes. Well, I, I think we're all wondering what's going to happen with the Green Bay receiving core. Now, Cobb's out. Okay, Cobb's out. Allison's still in concussion protocol, although there is some hope that he'll be cleared today that he can play. Devontae Adams also dealing with an injury, but we think he's going to play. Uh, so, and if he, he plays and Allison's out, I, I would assume if I'm Detroit, Darius Slay follows him all over the field. I want to make life as hard as difficult as possible on Adams uh, in this game. Not that Slay's a lockdown corner. He's not, but he's a good corner. All right, so uh, I wonder what's going to happen here. I think once again, this is another question. What if Adams is out? Can you sit Aaron Rodgers? Another question I've gotten. Uh, for someone like Bortles, you know, we go on and on again. For Dalton, who we just think is going to have a big game. Even Flacco against Cleveland. Can you do that? Take some guts. I mean, it does take – it is Aaron Rodgers, and they did take him off the injury report this week, which is kind of strange because we know the knee's still bothering him. But they took him off the report, and I wonder if that's uh, – if sometimes that's like coach uh, talk. Does, I don't want to talk about this injury anymore. He's not on the report. He's fine. You know, sort of uh, that sort of thing there. Uh, so I'm worried about Rodgers this week because I don't know who's starting at, at, at wide receiver. We won't know until 11.30 a.m. tomorrow. Eastern time. So that's when I think you make your final determination on him. But right now, if, if Adam's out, I, I can easily sit Rodgers here. I can. I, I'm not someone who believes over and over again you die with these guys. Not when everything's telling you it's just it's not going to be good. He's got no one to throw to here. Uh, as, a, as a Stafford, I agree with you. I think he is a start this week. Marvin Jones, annoying, but listen, he was third on the list behind Tate and Galladay anyway. True. That is true. And uh, one... One to keep an eye on. Aaron Jones won our poll, by the way. 37%, 43 votes, uh, saying he's their favorite running back. And he's from this game, and I agree. I like Aaron Jones again this week. Plenty to get to here on Fantasy Sports Day. Dan Trapper, George Kurtz. Tweet at us, at FNTSY Radio. We'll be back after this.